I've always found this particular parable to be confusing because it flies in the face of what we come to believe as Christians. If we walk the right path, if we do the right things, we will be right in God's eyes. But here we have a man who does the opposite and is praised for being shrewd. Now a little background on this story. The manager would have been a slave, but he would have earned the landowner's trust so that he was in charge of oodles of things, land, property, livestock. And we can safely bet that the landowner was an absentee landowner, but he trusted the manager enough to allow him to have really free reign over his goods and his property. Now most of us would be grateful for that and also be, sorry, also pay attention to what was the right way to manage. But this fellow, for whatever reason, has decided he's going to go his own way. Maybe he's disgusted that he is left with all of the work and the landowner receives all of the money. Or maybe he sees all of the riches that the landowner has and thinks, where is the fairness in this? We have people here working for nothing, basically, barely able to keep body and soul together, while this fellow is off, probably on vacation, 365 days a year, not doing any work, yet reaping all the rewards. So he starts to take a little, and then he gets caught. And instead of saying that he's sorry, he thinks about himself only. What will I do? I'm too old to dig and too smart to beg. Still thinking about himself. So he decides that if he cuts people's bills, that they will be friendly towards him when he is out of a job. Colson Whitehead's newest book is Harlem Shuffle. And all week long, I kept thinking about the story and the plot of the book in terms of the unjust, <clears throat> excuse me, the dishonest, we get to the unjust judge, steward in a couple of weeks, the dishonest manager, the main character, Carney, tries to do the right thing. He owns a furniture store in Harlem. And suddenly he finds that he's a fence for his cousin, Freddie. And Freddie disappears. And Carney is left trying to figure out what to do. He doesn't want to, of course, get caught by the police. But then suddenly the police come along. And they want their take. They want their share. And if Carney doesn't pay or doesn't give something, and he's trying to hide Freddie's goods that he's fencing, if Carney doesn't pay, he's afraid he'll be found out for being a fence and also found, 
also have his legs broken for not paying the police off. So he's caught between a rock and a hard place. Throughout the story, he keeps trying to do the right thing, and it seems that at every turn, fate has a way of dealing him a bad hand. I thought about that in terms of the why do I keep wanting to call him unjust? The deceitful steward. Because the deceitful steward also thinks only of himself, as I said. The deceitful steward takes a cut for himself. But then I realized, you know, as much as I'm enjoying this book, Harlem Shuffle, and it does talk about, in my mind, the parable today, is it really what Jesus has intended. Is that really what Jesus is saying? Be a crook, be a thief, because it'll all be okay. Somehow I don't believe that is exactly what Jesus is telling us. What Jesus is telling us is there is nothing you can do that will separate you from the grace of God. There is nothing that will stop God from loving you. It doesn't mean you go out and you break the law, but it also says that we all make mistakes, we're all human, we all are doing the best we can. And when we do make those mistakes, God forgives us. As I said last week, God forgives us quicker than we forgive ourselves in most cases. It also says in this parable another thing. Jesus was condemned as a criminal and hung on a cross. So he understands the deceitful steward. He understands what it means to be accused of something. He also violated working on the Sabbath. And that was what really got him into a lot of trouble with the authorities. That was the straw that broke the camel's back when he allowed his disciples to pick grain on the Sabbath and eat. He also preached ultimate forgiveness. And when people are bound by rules and laws, to have someone come along and say, It's okay. I forgive you. It just doesn't square the circle of our head. We want people to be punished for things that they have done. That's how we feel righteous. People get what they deserve is usually how we think the world operates. And when it doesn't, we become angry. Some people become so angry, they lose their faith. They walk away from the church because what does the church have to say to me if everyone, as I believe, goes to heaven? What's the purpose of doing good on the earth if when I get up there I'm going to meet the most heinous person, the person who bullied me when I was a young girl? But as my friend Bishop Bill says, We don't know the mind of God. 
So for us to decide who gets in and who gets out is faulty theology because we believe in an all-loving and all-forgiving God. And that is the story of the deceitful steward. He did terrible things. He lied, he cheated, he stole, but he was forgiven because that's who God is. That is who the God that we worship, not a punishing God who takes great delight in seeing us receive our just desserts. We believe in a God that will forgive us not seven times, but 77 times. I don't know how the story of Harlem Shuffle ends. I still have 50 pages to go. But I can't help think but that in the end, Carney will do the right thing. Carney will come out okay. Because Carney understands what it means inherently to be a good person. And that he also understands that people forgive and people forget. And we have to see one another's foibles so that we can, too, make mistakes and be forgiven. I have to believe that the deceitful steward is taken in in the end, not because he cut people's bills, but because they saw the truth behind the person standing in front of them. A broken, sad, desperate human being. One that they could understand and minister to and be with. Because at some point in our lives, we will all be that person, that steward that is hurt and in pain. May we treat others as we hope others treat us. And may we never have to live in a world where the deceitful steward is cast out into darkness, but welcomed in to our homes. Amen.